Hey, welcome to the No Drinks in the Booth podcast, back with another classic episode, episode 15. Uh, shout out to everyone listening on Apple Podcast and on Spotify. And please, please, please leave us a five-star review. It pushes us up higher in the charts because we're like number one million and one now. And it also, we like to see what you say about us. Uh, as always in the booth with me, Craig David's f- favourite stalker, Pavan Saki. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah, that was a good one. And storming his way through TikTok, one video at a time. Chris Watson, and as always, holding it down and keeping it all together. Myself, Wade Kadir. Uh, how is everyone? Who's going first? I've got many things to say about this week, but I know we're going to get to the discussion. But you know, hang on. I'll go I first. mean, you started talking, mate. So, <laughs> how is everyone? I'll tell you what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> go on, what mate. You tell us what's happening. Straight, straight off the top of the head. Great <laughs> intro. Very impressed with myself. Smashed it. You did smash it, mate. Absolutely smashed that intro. Yeah, I'm gonna find one that sticks and just use it every week because it gets very hard trying to think of them sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I, how is everyone? Chris, you spoke first. Chris, you go, 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 go. Well, I guess uh, that meme. Here we go again. Lockdown two, you know, I mean, what, what else can we say? I know we're going to get into it in the discussion, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's happening again. But I mean, there's talk of streaming coming back and, you know, you've got to look on the uh, the lighter side of things if you can. But, you know, yeah, here we go again. And uh, whether it's the right thing, I mean, I know, again, I don't want to talk about it too much now because we're going to get into it later. But is it the right thing to do? Maybe, I don't know. I'm not really no. sure, but... <laughs> is it the right thing to do maybe <laughs> yeah maybe not too sure uh, yeah. Chris Chris stop beating around the point because we're getting to that in the discussion Chris said off the podcast he's going to grow his hair so by the end of this lockdown he's going to yeah. look like a little like little Greek <laughs> Roman long haired long beard <laughs> warrior I reckon yeah you, you guys don't know that me and Chris are actually a before and after <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pav how have you been I've been good mate um been smashing out them gigs I've done a few this week did a few last week so I mean that's going good I did say to you guys off air as well I do have a story slash dilemma not really but it's a thing but I just thought you know what before I talk to anyone else about it who do I trust the most with getting this key piece of advice Wade and Chris probably not but it'll be good pod content so let's go with it oh well we, said. Yeah, uh, we're gonna talk about it. we're gonna talk about it later then yeah mm-hmm. oh, let's go let's just go now just quickly no we'll no no no, no. no we won't we're gonna save that for later on because i can feel oh, like great. it's gonna be good mm, uh, save that one yeah it is yeah save it save it but okay. otherwise mate i'm doing great and i'm really looking forward to streaming coming back because it was just a bang i haven't taken the green screen down from my wall yet and i was really close to about two weeks ago and i was like now nah, i actually can't be fucking asked and now I'm glad I didn't because I would have had to actually put it back up. Let's go. Stream life part two, baby. Mad. Nice. Well, I uh, mean, I mean, how- sorry, wait, I was, I was just, I just, sorry, it just came to my mind. Um, obviously, I've done a couple since, um, you know, July, but I've realized like since I was streaming properly, I'm now living in a different city. So I need to like, it's going to be a different uh, experience, but it, it was definitely like a lot of fun streaming before uh, Big Shout Sustain Sessions. Uh, we all had like a, I think it's fair to suck and speak for all of us when we said we had a really good time doing that. So if it's anywhere near yeah. as good as we last We had a very time. weird bromance going on there, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> yeah, we did to be well, fair. Well, well, podcast was born out of it, so. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. nice. Technically, technically, because without it, Pav, me and you would have never met. 
It's like, it's like that, um, you know, that Lady Gaga film, A Star Is Born, A Podcast <laughs> Is Born. It's just us three <laughs> dicking about on Zoom. I'm getting emotional, guys. <laughs> Stop it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> Every week, Pav, he always like, has a go at us for not asking. But, uh, you proper salty, mate. But you you, you want to no know why? Wait, we always want to know but, how you are. Everyone cares. <laughs> uh, that was, that was, Pav goes, though, gives a fuck, and Chris goes, we always want to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, wait. You don't need to. Look, 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 you can always, you know, you can always speak to us, all right? You know, on podcast, off a podcast. You know, you don't, you know, just, just, just speak, I'm mate. Not, I can tell you got things you want to talk about. For, I'm not having a nervous breakdown, Chris. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for asking, Chris. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. No, you, well, you did ask. I'm, I'm good. I can't believe we're going into another lockdown. I'm quite upset about it because I really got like into fitness. Like going to the gym and getting really more active than what I've been in in years, and that's quite that's actually really upset me. Mm. But uh, just just everything, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm looking forward to to streaming. I don't know if I will be streaming Saturday, but I will be back streaming in in general. Uh, it's just whether I can hit the deadline because I've got stuff happening. Um, but I'm excited, uh, excited and a bit like. I don't think nervous is the right word. I think like a bit apprehensive because the weather's not as mm. good this time because obviously it's November. Um, you know, mm. it's dark, it's cold. At least with the last lockdown, I literally just went on walks forever. Mm. Can't really In fairness do though, that. If it's pissing it down, you probably want to stay inside anyway. <laughs> true. That's true. True. That is true. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I think we're all doing pretty okay, bearing in mind everything that's happening. Mm, so, mm, mm. should we skate along and move on to the news? We've got some good stories this week, and we That's might news, just baby. jump into them. Okay, yeah. first bit of news uh, was sent to me by Chris, which is uh, which was good. You sent it in the group chat, didn't mm-hmm. you? Yeah, I think I know yes. the one. Yeah, Harry Styles is the public face and financier of a new arena in Manchester. It's one of the largest indoor venues in the UK and it was announced last Monday that he is one of the investors in a new concert venue, again in Manchester, called Co-op Live. It should open roughly 2023. A big move for the former One Direction band member. Mm. Uh, Thoughts, everyone? Well, I feel like this is just something I like highly respect like it's almost the thing you would never expect to see considering the whole situation going on with hospitality and events and venues at the minute Um, and also I just like massively respect Harry Styles to be honest I mean I never thought if you told you know like a 13 year old me that I'd be saying that you know his, his days of being in like One Direction and that whole era they're gone like I really like artistically and everything he does like he just doesn't care he just literally just does him um, and now he's, he's, you know, doing this venture in Manchester, which is just completely like crazy considering everything. Um, that even if you're not in hospitality, you've been seen in the news. So yeah, just big up Harry Styles, like nothing but respect. Mm. Awesome. I, th- I thought he was your, um, hair goal icon. I thought he was going to <laughs> well, I don't know if it's- grow your hair <laughs> like Harry. Yeah. I-, I heard you was going to grow your hair like Harry Styles, start wearing that sort of like Gucci stuff, but obviously not Gucci because we're not rich. <laughs> I, 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 that's what I've heard. Listen, mate. That's what's been going no, around uh, the grapevine. Wait, if I have a couple of TikToks to take off, I mean, who knows, mate? Maybe I might be able to do that. I might be able to have both. But uh, yeah. I, 
I'll carry your uh, hair product. <laughs> yeah, give me four weeks. I'm not sure if you're quite like Harry Styles level. That would but... be ironic, wouldn't it? <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you can't see the video, Wade has shaved his hair off. So uh, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, me and Wade are going opposite yeah. directions now. I'm going long. Mm-hmm. He's uh, He's gone for the buzz cut. We love it. Yeah, sh- straight up buzzing. Uh, <laughs> Pev? I'm going to play devil's advocate here because that is my role on the podcast. Here we go. This, is the, um, this is the news, it's not a review. Yeah. <laughs> We've not even got to the reviews yeah, yet and already he's, he's got something to say. <laughs> I just fancy being a pessimist today. Um, I mean, I don't really know what to think about it. Yeah, it's quite, I know like, Chris, you just gassed him up for the last two minutes. Like you just properly up his ass. <laughs> but um, true. In theory, like Birmingham has what was the NIA and the NEC, which is now the Utilita Arena and something else that I don't remember the name because it will always be the NIA and NEC. So we yeah. already have two big venues um, plus the stadiums. Um, Manchester already has the MEN Arena and yeah. Old Trafford and the Etihad Stadium and Old Trafford, the cricket ground as well, which they all do massive events at. Like, do you guys know what, what the cap of this venue is going to be? Because I'm not sure if it's like going to make any sense. Like, there's already four big venues. I know the Manchester music scene is already quite is quite big and it's as big, if not bigger than Birmingham and we have a few. So is it really going to make a difference? Or is it just going to be siphoning work from the others? I don't know what the cap is. They'd never release that, unfortunately. They didn't say it would be a whatever capacity yeah. arena. Um, I don't know. Uh, can it hurt? Everyone's trying to boost live music. It's a good investment for the future because obviously right now nothing can happen really at these arenas, well, especially from Thursday. Uh, so I don't know. All right, look, what you've said made me look at it in a different light. Because then you're saying, oh, will it just be taking sort of people out of other arenas that are already established? Um, I think it's a case of waiting and seeing because one of these other arenas oh. could could go. It, stuff we might not know, like, I don't know, I'm going to just, that Old Trafford, no. O- Old Trafford uses a football ground, ain't it? So it's Old Trafford, the football ground, and yeah. around the corner there's Old Trafford, the cricket ground. Right. Okay, um, so let's say one of the arena but size. most people use the cricket ground rather than the football ground right. it's cheaper so like for example the cricket ground could say we're literally not going to host events anymore go to the co-op one for whatever yeah. reason I, I get what you mean obviously we are definitely not in any of those chats because we're on that one pound pot noodle life so maybe we're not the best people to talk to um but yeah like i said uh no, I mean, fair play to him. It's, 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 a, it's a flex of a business move, I'll be honest. You'd be like, yeah, you want to go to this concert? Yeah, it's at my arena, which is it's pretty, pretty cool. It's very it's very close to Jay-Z being one of the buyers when the, he bought the New Jersey Nets, which is now the Brooklyn Nets from the NBA, um, and really helped push them into a different public light because they was not a popular team before Jay-Z bought them. Uh, and he moved them to Brooklyn. Yeah. Which was not, it's not easy to move teams in the NBA, I'll tell you that. Mm. Um, look, I think it's a good thing. Does it hurt having more live music? Definitely not. Uh, 2023, we might be out of lockdown by then, so fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, let's move on to the next story, which was sent to me by Pav. I've got one by Chris this week, one by Pav. Um, and it's KSI. He debuted number one on the top 40, and he debuted number three on the official charts with Is It Really Love, which is KSI, Craig David, and Digital Farm Animals. Uh, Pav, I'm sure you want to talk about this because you are his long-lost lover. So 
go for it. I mean, first of all, I'm just going to put it out there. If no one else, Craig David has to be the goat. <laughs> Here for we the go. UK, Every for the UK, episode, I swear. Listen, name someone with silkier vocals I thought than Craig. Say, I thought you going to say with silkier hair. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, the guy's had bangers for years. It's just a fact. And he sounds probably better than what he did when he first came out. So I love that. Obviously, the collaboration was a bit of a, as you guys heard on last week, if you didn't listen, go back because of what you're doing with your life. Um, was not very gonna, I was not a big fan. And then I was like, oh, actually, no, it sounds quite good because I was unsure about how the KSI thing is. So, I mean, I'm really happy that like, number three in the actual charts, which is the official charts, the official company charts. charts. Yeah. The big top 40 is Capitals one because they don't have the licensing for the official <laughs> charts because it's BBC. So they make their own charts and basically just boost all the artists that they play, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but I assume it's curated by their DJs, etc. So, I mean, a number one on there doesn't hurt, but I mean... It's not a number one in the UK official it's not chart. A number one. It's yeah. not a number one, but... I mean, if someone just said to me, I'll oh, have your, like, my number one favourite DJ, I'll be like, yeah, thanks. But, like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not winning, like, DJ Mag Top 100 or anything. Look, I'd, uh, the whole thing with this song, and if you've listened to last week's podcast, you're obviously now I wasn't a fan of it. I still it's also the, the second most Shazam song in the UK currently. Yeah, I still don't think it warrants, like, it's not that good a song. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're going to exclude the... Uh, UK top 40, the capital one, where it's gone number one, which is an achievement, but we'll exclude it because it's not the official chart, whichever one pays attention to. It's an achievement, except for the fact it means absolutely fucking nothing. It's like at school when you've got a sticker saying thanks for participating. Yeah, it's like if you got like 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 star of the week, it's like it's not like you're the best primary school kid in the country. You just happen like your teacher just felt a bit sad for you that week. Yeah, yeah, well. So number three on the official charts. Uh, do I think it warrants being at number three? I don't think it's that good a song personally, but people obviously like it and streaming it. Uh, and is that because it's a good song or is it because KSI's got a very dedicated fan base? Oh, but we're always going to say this though. Well, that's because it's the truth. But then could you not say that for like a lot of other, I don't think a lot of Travis Scott's music's amazing, but he's got a massive following. But Granted, he, he is an actual rapper. I was and gonna he say, has got some bangers. Yeah, he but doesn't. Is, this, is it the same thing? Well, no, because Travis Scott's credible. And oh shit! He doesn't chart. He doesn't chart high over here, but he still sells out the O2 Arena and uh, stadiums and. God I mean, knows KSI sold out his tour in two hours after upgrading venues. Yeah, but well, is that a UK-wide tour or a worldwide tour? Uh, UK. My point is, he'll made. do Europe as well. Though. He'll sell Europe. I don't think I'll sell America, but they, that, that's the difference worldwide, mate. Worldwide. Yeah, but I don't think Stormzy would sell America. I'm not talking about Stormzy. Talk about Travis Scott. That's what I'm saying. So Stormzy's the biggest UK artist, realistically, a rap artist. Yeah, realistically, Are we, can we all agree on that? Uh, yeah. Chris, Stormzy or Skepta, in terms of a worldwide pull, probably, probably one of them. Stormzy two. after Glastonbury. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon if Stormzy goes to America, he's doing three venues max, five venues, or he's doing like thousand seaters. Stormzy's not going to America and selling out arenas. I reckon if KSI went to America and said, I'm going to do like five 1,000 cap venues, I reckon he'd sell them. 
But Stormzy is credible in America. KSI is still known as a YouTuber. Oh, it's just a... It gets a bit techie though, isn't it? Nah, look, look, I've got nothing against KSI. <laughs> oh, personally. really? You're just shouting him for the last five minutes, mate. Well, I, mean, I, I don't... I, <laughs> I don't know him. I think he's in, uh, he's in a different, he's in a different ballpark to Travis Scott. You know, like Travis Scott's like major it, worldwide look, artist. One of the things I'd say is um, with KSI and like TikTok and YouTube and all these things, he's more of a social media musician than a, and no, I don't mean it's horrible. I get what you mean. A credible musician that's come up and come through. Like Travis Scott's played, sh- and I use Travis Scott's example, played shows to like 10 people. Um, and now he sells out arenas and has a Nike deal and all this other stuff. Uh, but it's the credibility because of where he's come from. If he'd just come out as a rapper, things might have been different. But if he'd just come out as a rapper, I don't think he would have done these numbers. It's because of his YouTube and social media platform. I'll agree with that. And I'll as no disrespect, that. make your money how you got to make your money. And, you know, getting number three in the UK official charts, good on you. It's just not for me. Oh, okay. Well, that's gone on a downer. Chris, you got anything to add, mate? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, I, I can see what you're saying, Pav, but it's like, you know, KSI can sell out, you know, and amazingly, he can, you know, sell out of quite a few venues in the UK. But, you know, when you compare to someone like Travis Scott, I mean, just think of the records. I mean, it was just a nominal person. I just tried to pick someone. Yeah. Uh, I'll be pick, honest. Pick the wrong person there. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Lil Dirk, no one knew. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, it's, it's like the history as well behind Travis Scott as well. You know, uh, I don't think like, you know, Travis Scott brought out Kanye like out of some of his shows. Like, I don't think KSI could yeah. do that. You know, it's just like this kind of, that kind of like world, yeah. isn't it? It's a different kind of thing. Um, but I wish I, I do wish KSI were the best because I used to love his videos like when I was younger. <laughs> uh, that was so salty. No, I do. <laughs> but I wish him all the best. Well, I do not. I watch his videos still. Actually, so I think he's he's you know super super funny guy. Yo, his second channel's banging. I know. Right I know. Now. So I, yeah, that's that's what I've been watching. It's so funny. I, I think KSI is great. Um, I just wouldn't put him in like the same box as a musical eyes as someone like Stormzy or Travis Scott personally. But I love KSI. I mean, I've I've done since I was like twelve. Love it. Well, look, put it this way. Drake was bringing out loads of artists on his last tour. Um, Jay Haas, um, Steph London, like all, all these uh, credible UK artists. On his previous tour, he had Travis Scott and I think Young Thug. You know, no one's bringing KSI out yet. It's not reached a credible level. Nothing wrong with that. I'm sure he'd get there. But then I think someone has. I can't remember who it was, but I'm pretty sure that was the thing. What is it? But I do agree, but your point is right. Because the only thing I'd say with KSI as the the song that is it really love with Craig David and Digital Farm Animals, look, it's not I'm not a fan of it. You are, and I'm sure obviously quite a lot of people are for it to get number three, but it's not play play South by Southwest or Sank and play that song. <laughs> you get bottles thrown at you, as in Travis Scott or equally another rapper with maybe a less fan base. It's more credible. You, you're not headlining Glastonbury yeah, yeah, with a yeah, song like that. So, okay, let's move on from KSI, even though is a love-hate Marmite-style debate with that. Okay, the last one, the US presidential election is on the 3rd of November, which is equally when this podcast goes out. So it would be technically tonight. Uh, between- yeah, we got, we got to make that one clear because we've all discussed the dates about that. 
yeah. to work out when it's actually happening. I thought it was Wednesday yeah. for some reason. Well, technically, it will go into Wednesday because it starts at 11.30 UK time. So you, you could be correct. But it's on the 3rd of November from 11.30. I think the BBC has shown it. Loads of places have shown it. Um, I'm going to watch it because I'm quite invested in the presidential elections. Uh, mm. And it is obviously Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. Uh, the reason it's in the news is because, one, it's a really big topic. And two... Little Wayne endorsed Donald Trump over the weekend, apparently had a meeting with him and feels like Trump's going to do the right thing for people, whatever thing. 50 Cent also endorsed him after he heard that Joe Biden wanted to put taxes up and then realised that, oh, that joke didn't go very well. Um, no, sorry, I'm actually voting for Joe Biden. Don't vote for Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> in true 50 Cent fashion. So what's everyone's thoughts about the whole election because this is it only happens every four years will trump get in again will he be toppled by biden what are the polls true are they false will he get florida will he get pennsylvania who knows Thoughts? so actually I'll, I'll jump in on this one so because i've been quite invested in this election because i mean it is for the leader of the free world yeah like to put it in perspective first obviously we've got donald trump at the moment has anyone seen that video of barack obama hitting a three yeah and i'm you're like possibly the coolest leader of the free world that's ever been and then we got a fucking orange bastard in a fucking toupee <laughs> next yeah so that's not helpful first we basically got a shit alan sugar like so it's not helpful do i think trump's gonna win possibly because what i've found with the last election against hillary clinton is it was like the less it was literally the lesser of two evils it was like mm. do you want hitler or or joseph stalin it was basically the, it was like which one do we like not like the least and so trump won because nobody likes hillary why would anybody but this time it's joe biden i'm really surprised he's not played on the whole me and obama are best friends thing a bit well, more because they had it, a real bromance. Uh, well, Joe Biden, for clarity and for people that don't know, was Barack Obama's vice president for their two terms. So that was eight years. He they has had a proper bromance. He has used Barack Obama to his to his offense, like to help. Yeah, he was, uh, he was at it, the last rally, wasn't he? In Florida, which is a state that you need to get technically to, or one of the states you need to get to win. Um, yeah. My only thing is, so actually I did a bit of reading about American elections and I was reading about like, because they always talk about, especially in England as well, about popular vote and constituency vote, because obviously there's a difference. Yeah. So you can have more votes, but not get voted in based on constituency. Mm -hmm. But in England, the constituencies don't change. They stay the same. Yeah. In, in America, whoever's elected, elect, like employs someone else to draw the the borders so yeah. your constituency or seat or whatever essentially changes every election so they work out and they say okay well actually there's a bunch of middle class people here and then just below them there's a bunch of like black people and they're going to vote democrat because it's just a traditional thing they all do then there's a bunch of middle class people underneath them so what we'll do is instead of having like the border so it's like a third a third a third we'll split them the other way so there's always two thirds white people and one third black people and then we'll definitely get like republicans in or whatever and mm. that's crazy to me because they're literally trying to so like 
If you lose the presidential election, you're actually so shit that you tried to rig it and you still failed. Well, look, you can you can win the national and popular vote with the presidential election and still lose because it's based exactly. on because of that. Uh, is it electoral states and electoral? Yeah, votes? It's, it's like it's like your seats, isn't it? Yeah, it's very confusing. But basically, there's ten states, eight to ten states that you need to get because you need to get two hundred and seventy electoral votes and some of these mm. states have more electoral votes than yeah, others that's the thing. so for example florida might have 50 but i don't know new york only has two so you could win a lot of the country but still lose yeah. so basically 10 i think it's about 10 of the states florida and pennsylvania i know are two of them um that's where they need to basically get majority of their votes um i i'm not, look, i wouldn't say i'm overly political but i back joe biden uh, I don't yeah. really have an option. I can't vote. I'm, I'm not American, but uh, I back Joe Biden because he actually wants to do like morally right things, as in Donald think, Trump's fucking mental. I think the bottom line is, like I said, with the last election, it was, do you want Trump or Hillary? Which yeah. is like, it's like asking like out of two robbers, which one you you would rather rob your house? Pretty much. Which is like, whereas now it's like everyone hates trump or like the guys that hate trump really hate trump no one really gives a shit about biden i think no a one lot really cares i think He's a lot of people neutral. yeah a lot of people are voting biden because of his vice president kamala harris who has a fantastic reputation um in america yeah that's the thing i think he's just neutral people are like well we don't particularly agree with what he says but we also don't give a fuck like, he's going to win that, like, general vote of, like, yeah. people that are unsure. They'll just be like, oh, well, we really don't like Trump. Let's just vote for this guy. Well, to swing it around a little bit before we wrap that bit up is, so Trump has said if he loses, one, he'll leave the country, which I think every American's going, yeah, go on, mate, go. Uh, and second, he also said if he loses, he's not going to leave the White House. He said, well, I'm just going to carry on being president. So basically, he's, he's going to not leave the country by leaving the country but staying here but leaving but yes it, it sounds very boris-esque you can tell how they're friends um chris yeah. thoughts on the presidential election because it's going to be it's going to be good well did, it might not be good but it should be you know you just said about trump it's be good for did, us did he say that on the same occasion what he, you know those two things he was going to stay in the white house and he's going to leave the country no he's basically said during every rally or you know every sort of public speaking event that mm. If he, like people have asked what happens if you lose, and it, his whole thing is, I'm not going to leave. I don't care. Oh, okay. I won't leave. I'll stay. And he's also said he's going to leave the country. And then at one of his rallies, he said, Well, if I leave, I'm leaving this country. It's just, it's, it's just insane. <laughs> I have also said publicly, sorry to cut you, Chris, and I will say, if the Conservatives get voted in the next election, lads, where are we moving to? Are we like Gibraltaring or something? Canada. No, they've got some mad laws that we'll talk about off pod because I don't want to get cancelled. Oh, yeah, they do have some nuts stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I don't mind supporting the Toronto Raptors. I'll move to Canada. Let's go to Gibraltar, mate. We might get like some... Uh, th there's a very famous DJ company out there mm. on the YouTube that we should go and get some money from. I'd mostly move to Florida. I'd, I'd go work at Disney as like a maintenance man. I'd mostly be really happy as well, to be honest. <laughs> Wade's not even joking as well. Like, that's that's no, you're getting around in a Monsters Inc. costume. Wait, look, like for you can actually see I've actually got the the Magic Kingdom theme park map that I found 
from uh, my 2018 holiday. Uh, yeah, I'd, I've got all the. I'd probably go there. just move to Thailand and live in a temple. That's probably what I'd do. I'd just, that that was. I was not expecting that. That, that was so very good. good. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I do. To be fair. <laughs> Plus, to be fair, that bla- all the black tops that you're wearing are probably made there anyway, so you save the import. Yeah, but I need to return a few things, so, you know, may as well take them with me. That was really witty for you, Chris. <laughs> thanks, mate, thanks. It was, it was. I, I'd like to live in Japan. Mm. Like, just in general, I'd love to, Oh, like, no, I thought, sorry, before you were going to explain it, you went, I would like to live in Japan. No, no. You or, right, so reviews. Or, or, or South Korea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I've never been that obsessed with her. I, I've got like a big uh, obsession, like thing about um, like Japanese streetwear, like mm. uh, from years ago. Oh, yeah. it's, it's all teenager. Cool. It's all yeah. cool. Like, like it all looks good. Yeah, Harajuku and all that stuff. Like, but I've always been like since I got into streetwear when I was like sixteen. Um, I've been like obsessed with like the Japanese sh- culture and their like streetwear culture and like. Yeah, all of that. So I'd love to like live there for a year and really experience or move out there if I liked it. Uh, experience it. That's bar coronavirus. Equally, I'd love to live in Orlando. Um, so should we move on? Mm. Get to some reviews because I could sit here all day and talk about living in Japan yeah. or living next door to Disney. So let's, we've let's... done a lot of uninformed talk about the election that doesn't affect us directly. No, but anyone that's in America that's, uh, that listens, hurry up and vote. It's important. Yeah, reviews. <laughs> well, actually, uh, before we do the reviews, because a lot of people in America that don't actually vote, I didn't realise, like, it's like a phenomenal amount, like 2.4 million or something. That's a I lot mean, of fact, votes. We have the same problem here. It's just recently a lot of people have been voting because there's a lot of problems. Well, trust me, wait till our next vote. Mm. Boris is never getting back in. Okay, let's move on to reviews. As always, don't forget you can listen to all the music that we talk about today on the reviews and in the, any of the podcasts, really, uh, it is available on our Spotify playlist at No Drinks in the Booth and the artist name and the playlist name are the same. Equally, you should also go and watch our YouTube playlist, which has all the videos for all of the tracks. Um, I suggest you do a bit of both because there's some good videos and as obviously some good music. Let's start. OK, the first review today, Paradise by Medusa featuring Dermot Kennedy. Chris? So I know we can't play the song right now on the pod, but if you're listening or um, as well, have a listen uh, after the the podcast as well. I swear to you, the first like four or five seconds sounds like the humming uh, thing out of Wolf of Wall Street. I swear to you, it does. So what the? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, literally that that is the start of this song. I literally was like, oh my God, are they sampling it? But like they didn't. I think it actually got sampled in um, an EDM track like, you know, years ago as well. But but yeah, check it out. You, you'll, you'll like it. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, he, they did a wicked remix of Dermot Kennedy and I hoped it was going to be more like that. Um, a remix of his previous single, but um, it was still pretty good. So I gave it three out of five drinks. Oh, you gave it a bit more than me, mm. mate. I gave it a two out of five and my reasoning for this is it just sounded too, you know, like when an artist makes a few songs and I get the trying to like make a sound or like get into a commercial space or whatever, but I feel like it was just like a, a repeat of all their old stuff. 
and I was like, I'm just not really digging that. Like it just feel it just felt a bit lazy and a little bit disingenuous. Where there's like, so, so someone like I know he's the goat, but Calvin Harris has a lot of songs that sound the same, but they're different enough. But they're just similar sounds. So it might be the same like style of synth or, or style of drums. This one just felt like oh, it's a copy and paste job. So that's why I gave it to. Mm. Okay, Paradise Medusa featuring Dermot Kennedy. I equally gave it two. Uh, I think it sounds like not as good piece of your heart and not as good lose mm. control. And piece of, piece of your heart was obviously a smash. Um, lose control was in the same vein and very similar, but equally done very well because it was different enough. This is sort of like it. Like when it drops, I swear they use the same synth that they're like dun, mm. on all three of the tracks. Uh, it's good. I think they're sort of living off of the Dermot Kennedy feature to to really push it because the yeah. track is just yeah. And and I and I'll add to that, like you said, you got a piece of your heart, big tune, mm-hmm. and then lose control is the follow up, which is the one that can sound the same mm. because it's the follow up to a smash hit, but you can't have a follow up to a follow up of a smash hit because that's just lazy. Yeah, and for that reason, it got. Equally, two out of five drinks from me. Okay, moving on. Next track, Deluded, Tion Wayne, featuring Mist. Pav? Yeah, I mean, production by by the man still bangles on this one. Bit of a different sound for him. Uh, but again, he is a very talented person. He, can, he could probably make pretty much anything. I gave this one a three. Um, kind of was listening to it and I sort of didn't like it, but... Tian Wayne's flow is just too good. Like, I don't think he can sound bad on a song and he just, he kept it going for me. Um, Mist was cool. He was like, he filled in enough gaps again. It's a different sound for him. Not really heard him on this kind of style of beat. He's normally on that 102, 105 BPM kind of stuff, like hip hop moving into that Afro-y style sound. Um, It was nice. Uh, I just felt like when I saw these two names, I was expecting more. Uh, which is why it only got a three from me. I feel like, is this the first time that Mist is doing drill, Pav? Is this his first drill song? I want to say, so he's done a few tunes that obviously, like I said, so traditionally he's a 95 to 105 BPM kind of mm. guy. Pretty much all of his stuff's there. He did do Savage last year, which was hip hop, but it was like 80, but I've not seen him do anything at this pace really there's like a couple of album filler tracks and mm. stuff but nothing big. obviously it's the Tion Wayne like influence and, and everything like I feel like this is his first drill track which is like cool to see him doing um, and the track's good it didn't like blow my mind like um, and Tion Wayne uh, you're right like his flows on this track are just like unreal um, but it was cool to see Mist doing drill for the first time so I gave this three out of five drinks Okay, Deluded, Tion Wayne featuring Mist. I gave it three out of five drinks. Um, I like Tion Wayne on it. Mist is good on it. It's not my type of thing. I think the production's good. I think the only problem is I think it's going to fly by. It's a good track, mm. but it there's nothing that makes it go, oh my God, this is going to stand out. So that's why I gave it three out of five drinks. Okay, moving on to Absolute Giants, Wizkid featuring Burner Boy, and the track is called Ginger. Chris? Really like this one. It's... Um chilling it's relaxing uh whiskey's like i'm a big fan of whiskey um and yeah it was it was just wicked i love like the visuals that went along with the track as well um yeah so i was feeling this one a lot uh so i gave this one four out of five drinks 
Oh. Uh, I give it a three. Um, not really my style. Uh, again, I, f- I find with a lot of the Afro stuff, it can start sounding a bit of the same, but maybe that's just because I'm not really into that music, so I don't notice the differences as much. Um, but it's still a nice song. Uh, I really like Burner Boy's hook on it. Um, three out of five. Uh, nice and easy. Okay, Ginger Wizkid featuring Burner Boy. I gave it four out of five. Uh, it's a great collaboration, and it's what I expected to hear from their collaboration. Like, mm. I didn't really want them to go like really far away from what you'd want. Um, and it, yeah, I think it, I think it bangs. I think if uh, we could DJ, it would definitely get asked quite a lot in the clubs. And it's off Wizkid's new album as well, which is definitely worth checking out. Uh, so it gets four out of five drinks from me. Okay. Next one, Camel Fat featuring Lowe's. The track is called Easier. It's off their debut album, Dark Matter. Chris, I'll start with you. Thinking back to last week, this one actually sounds a bit like Eric Pridzi, um, kind of a little bit old school, mm-hmm. that like euphoric feel. And I feel like that's kind of, because you know Camel Fat used to be Ultra Beat, who did um, Pretty Green Eyes. I feel like that sound, mm-hmm. they're trying to like push that real old school kind of 2000s UK clubbing sound into their newer stuff. And I think, uh, don't quote me on this, this is from their new album. So I'm sure you're really going to hear more of this stuff as opposed to the more house records that we heard. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Stop, whoa, stop, whoa, stop, whoa, stop, whoa. stop, 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 stop. Do you not listen to a word I say? <laughs> what, what? End this thing now, end this oh, thing. What, what, what have I done? I said, Camel Fat featuring Lowe's, tracks with it's off their new album, Dark Matter. Oh, sorry, mate. I missed it. I missed it. Sorry, sorry. What do you mean you missed it? You just don't listen. No you one listens. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. I can confirm it is of the new album. Um, <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. It is. It is. New, oh, it. yeah. BBC have just messaged. Yeah. New album. Oh, yeah. It's coming cool, out. Cool. Sorry. So, um, so uh, yeah. But I gave it a three out of five drinks. I mean, cool. Thanks for getting through that. Um, definitely getting clipped uh, <laughs> yeah I mean I gave it a 4 out of 5 it, it, it was very vibesy. I liked it I liked that old school kind of sound um, the first thing I wrote down is I don't know about you guys but the vocal was very Florence and the Machine for me mm. which I liked it felt a bit like You Got the Love but like some kind of remix but I liked it like it, it was it was a good way to sort of take the influence and rework it as your own um, but yeah, enjoyed the tune. Four out of five. Okay, easier. Camel Fat featuring Lowe's off their debut album, Dark Matter. I gave it five. I gave it five. I've listened to the whole album as well, Dark Matter. Uh, oh. And have they got an album, mate? Are, are you sure about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've definitely got an album. Definitely got an album. Uh, <laughs> look, their whole Camel Fat have got their own sound. They've carved it. The album is, in my opinion, fantastic. They've got some great collaborations with Scream, uh, Christoph. They've got Noel Gallagher on a track. Um, no. Honestly. Uh, oh, and I'm looking at that. It is really, really good, for, especially for an electronic album, which sometimes can be a bit like, oh, it's just one song that sounds the same. Or equally, it's just random club bangers. This mm. has got a like, really good flow. The visual's great. The track is great. Um, so I gave it five. That's why it got five. And I would definitely suggest checking out the album Dark Matter, especially Chris. I would check out that if I was you because the album is out. Oh, they've got an album now. I didn't know. Sorry, missed it. <laughs> is, is every podcast just going to become the Roast Chris podcast? <laughs> Two weeks in a row now I've been roasted in the reviews. 
It's it's your own fault though, mate. Yeah, I did. I did. It's your own last fault. Week, to be fair. Yeah, you. you and this week, sorry. Last week. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, maybe listen. Okay, next track. Feed the fire. S. G. Lewis featuring Lucky Days. Chris. Sorry, I'm just I'm just reading. I just got told off. I'm sorry, guys. I'll, I'll try and keep it together. Um, I'm a big fan of S. G. Lewis. Um, I'm loving like the whole thing he's doing right now. His sounds move like super disco. Um, like really funky. And uh, yeah, I gave this one a four out of five drinks. I'm looking forward to his upcoming album as well, um, which is going to be like super exciting uh, when that comes out. So four out of five drinks for me. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty much the same. Got nothing else really to add to that. Four out of five, like you said, it's just it's re- just sounded really good. I really, really like the sound on this mm. song. Like it was just funky and like, I, I don't know how, what more to say about it. It was just really mm. good wasn't quite a five just didn't quite hear it for me but four very respectable feed the fire sg lewis featuring lucky days i equally gave it a four i think it is definitely pushing a five i love this mm. sound anyone knows i love like a funky um disco sound uh and i love also like a chilled funky sound which it's just loads of words to a lot of people but listen to this track it will basically sum up what i've said uh i think it's like so just short of a five yeah, but something missing in it yeah just something i don't know what it is but chris obviously says he's got an upcoming album i'm i will listen to the album i'm looking forward to it because if any of the tracks are like this i, I really hope there's some like proper absolute five drink rating songs on there which i'm hoping and i reckon there will be so we've got four out of five drinks from me Okay, moving on. Route 94 featuring El Divine. The track is called Sad Songs. Pav, I'll let you go first. So I gave this song a three, but I'm kind of not sure why. That sounds weird. Like, I was listening to it and I was like, yeah, this is a two out of five. But then I couldn't turn it off. Like, I went through the whole tune because I was like, well, it can't be a two if I just like made myself listen to the whole thing. Like, cause normally I'll skip and do bits because i listened to a lot of the tunes before anyway but i couldn't turn it off so i guess i gave it a three by that weird encounter that i had about three hours ago i feel like when it comes to rune 94 i miss the really deep bases of the era of my love which i know is like his most popular song my love mm. of jess Glynn, but i miss those really deep bases he used to put in his records at that time um but it's great to still uh, see him. He's kind of moved away with this record from his more like underground sound. Um, and for me, I like I do like when artists try lots of different kind of you know angles on on their sort of like musical um, kind of direction. Like they sort of you know branch out to different things. Um, so I gave this one uh, two out of five drinks for me. I thought he was picking him up, and then you just shot him down. Okay, sad <laughs> songs. Route ninety four featuring El Divine. Uh, I equally gave it a three, but I think it borders lines like a two and a three. I'm not gonna give it a two and a half. It, it's a weird um, two to three. I think if El Divine weren't on the vocals, because I think the vocals are really well done, mm. it'd be a two. Um, she definitely pushes it up like one whole thing. It's just not as good as Route ninety four's other stuff. It feels like it's like oh, let me make a commercial track to get some play. Yeah. It do- it doesn't feel like authentic, I think the word is. And I've got nothing against people trying new stuff. It's just, if you're going to do it, try and do it. So it's like, it just doesn't feel like it's got any like of him in. 
and it feels like oh i've got to just do this to sort of release something mm. so let's just do mm. something that we'll get a few streams a few plays so yeah it gets a three a weird two three um shout out to El divine because i think the vocals are really good okay Next track, Motive by Ariana Grande featuring Doja Cat. Chris, I'll let you go first because you're a huge Ariana Grande fan. <laughs> I found out. Am I? Why did you say that? Am I? Oh, actually. Are you moving side to side? Mate? What do you mean? Oh, my God. Like, what is wrong with you? Didn't you just do a video for Positions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that record. I like Positions. That's a good record. That's a good record. Oh, Look, wait, I'm not a massive. I wouldn't sound Chris, like a massive. Chris, fan. are you okay today? Mate? <laughs> Have you read your wheat a bit this morning? <laughs> Chris, definitely missing the mark on every link. Yeah, did, no. did like someone steal your milk or something when you went Tesco? <laughs> no, I, I do like positions. The record, do love that record. Um, and this one was cool because it was like I'm not sure you guys might know this. The producer of this track, I should have done um, a little bit of research on this before I reviewed it. But we tried to bring it up as a whole point. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Um, but the the thing is, I like the I think the producer of this track, normally hip hop producer, he's done like a disco beat now um, for this, which is just I just love hearing that again, like more versatility from producers and an artist, which is super cool. Um, because I recognise the producer tag from like loads of like hip hop songs. Um, oh, it's murder, murder beats. beats, of course. There you go. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beats. And now he's he's done like a disco beat, which is just like super exciting. Like you know, to see him trying these new things. So um, that's really surprising. And obviously, you know, uh, some, some you know big names in it. So just just for that, really, like murder beats doing a disco beat. Um, I gave it four out of five drinks for me. I mean, mur- this is a switch from murder beats. Like murder beats makes very hard hip hop songs and very good hip hop songs. So to hear this is a welcome change for him, but it's not really a change in Ariana Grande's sort of new sound i feel like she's really progressed as an artist over the last couple of years obviously she had like side to side which is like that classic like pop record did good with the girls but i feel like everything after that has had a very it's it's for me it's the perfect way to do pop hip-hop as a non-hip-hop artist Mm. like the beats are cool she had that uh tune she had like uh thank you next or whatever it was called the last the from the last album that was cool sort of bordering on again made by hip-hop producers seven um, rings that was uh seven rings you had a break up with your boyfriend mm, great that record. was the tune I, like, I was playing these tunes in hip-hop rooms mm. at clubs well, and they were going like proper well, hip-hop rooms well, in clubs and they were, we were going saying off. last week you know she's cool now she's like she never used yeah. to be and now she's she's super cool you can play them in like she's really cool like, that. like proper hip-hop rooms where you drop in like that 70 BPM grime drill, that kind of music. And you can play this last hour mm. and I would. Uh, a, it's a four because it's, again, it's not quite there for me. But again, it's probably as close as it's going to get to not being a five for me. Okay, Motive by Ariana Grande featuring Doja Cat. Uh, I gave it a four as well. Uh, I think it's really good. The Beats Wicked by Murder Beats. It's a good collaboration with Doja Cat. It sounds like something Doja Cat would be on. It sounds like a Doja Mm. Cat record, to be honest. Um, Ariana Grande's new album is good. It all sounds very similar. It sounds like her album sounds like Ariana Grande, (laughs) which I know is a bit of a, obviously, but thanks for that. No, but like, it's what, if, if you wanted to show someone what Ariana Grande was about, just throw that album at them because it sums up her pretty much everything she does. 
She's got a really cool new sound. Of. Yeah, that's what I was, it's like. Air, it's like a bit wavy, like big bass lines and kicks. Yeah, it's a bit like what Drake does. You know, Drake has like a lot of bass line and a lot of kick. And then in terms of melody and stuff, that's like a, in that higher like frequency mm. range. There's not much because then it like allows the artist to breathe more. She's kind of doing that, but not copying Drake, but sounding. She's got a great good. sound. She's so good. Mm. Look, uh, to think that she come out on the Disney Channel and people don't even know that now proves a huge point because a lot of people come out on the Disney Channel and just disappear. Um, so four out of five yeah. drinks for motive. Big respect to Ariana Grande. You should check out her album. It is quite good. Uh, okay, next track, Double G, French Montana featuring Pop Smoke. We know Chris is a big fan of Pop Smoke, so you can go. That is true. So you can go first. Before before, we, before Chris talks, I just want to let people know, if you're watching a clip on YouTube, because I'm 100% going to clip this bit, um, the reason why you can't see Chris's hands is because Wade's mentioned pop smoke. <laughs> Do with that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I'm not every, I can't comment on me being a fan of pop smoke. I'll be, I'll be, ripped, I'll be ripped to shreds. I've already been ripped to shreds once. Um, <laughs> I feel like the beat could have gone harder on this record. Um, because for me, obviously I'm a big, big fan of pop smokers, like a rapper, but what I liked is that obviously it was UK producers and UK kind of hard edged beats being like, well, this pushed. is a French Montana song. Yeah. But with, I know it's French Montana is the main artist, but it's, it's a pop smoke. I mean, it's a drill track. Like the, the, the beats. Like Ooh, a no, it's, a Fr- it's, it's a French Montana song though. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's a, it's a pop <laughs> it just, smoke. It just fe- but, but it's not a pop smoke song. It features him. It's a French Montana song, Chris. But do people really care about French Montana or care about pop smoke? Like, no, but, the, no, pop but, smoke's the interesting <laughs> thing. Well, yeah, yeah, pop smoke's on it. So I expected like a harder beat. Yeah, but it's not his song to choose the beat for. It was pop smoke. It's uh, French Montana. True, true. I don't know. I just hate it hearing pop smoke like associated with things that aren't as like hard as his like, earlier stuff. Like, because obviously, like. Well, his only stuff. <laughs> Not earlier. Yeah, of course. But like, you know, the, just, the records that kind of like went crazy and, and, and you know, created that like massive movement. So yeah, I gave this one a two out of five drinks for me. Yeah. Um, I also gave it a two out of five. I liked Pop Smoke on the tune. It's just, and we have to address the elephant in the room here, which is French Montana is dead. This is what I was saying. French is actually dead because... All the songs that he's been on that have been big are not because of him. Unforgettable was big because of Swaley's vocal because that yeah. was on the song first. It just happened to get to French. Like three or four people tried to do the beat. It just didn't work. Like, like, like uh, do a verse. And then French just happened to, to release it. Just to it. jump in, my favourite record from French Montana is No Stylist. That went hard. That hook went hard. Other than that, like I was hoping to hear more. That's the beat and Drake. Mm, I was hoping to hear French more. French is just French is just okay. And he's never. I'm never listening to French and thinking like I know a lot of people cuss Drake, yeah, because he's like that commercial entity. But Drake goes hard. There's a lot of songs that Drake's barring on, and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah we take the piss out of him, but he's still got bars. That's why he's so good. He might not be the best in terms of bars or the whatever, but he's still got. He can hold his own. Like we saw that with Meek when he when he dropped that and like zero to one hundred. Like there's a lot of songs that he's got proper bars on. Mm. French does not have that song, but yeah, two out of five guys for this one. <laughs> okay, Double G French Montana featuring Pop Smoke. Uh, I gave it four. <laughs> the, maybe we listen to that different. Nah, well look. 
French Montana, I think, sounds better on harder records, as we've just agreed with no stylist. Uh, I know Unforgettable is a bit of an anomaly, but it sounds better on harder records. Like one of my favourite French Montana songs mm. is Pop That, which everyone forgot, equally does sort of rely on the feature. Um, but I think he sounds fine on the record. I think the the thing that makes the record is Pop Smoke being on it. Um, but I don't think it's a bad record. I think it's above average record because of the Pop Smoke feature. If if there was no Pop Smoke, it'd get a three. Put it that way. The, the thing is with French is, you know, like there's certain artists that hit and miss. Mm. He's got a lot yeah, of misses. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, yeah, he's very sort like, of big hits I, and, and a lot of misses. Yeah. Did like, we've all heard his verse on hurting me, Steph London. Shouldn't have been there. Because it was just dead. It was there so she could sell records in America. They still got um, that feature money though. Uh, same as, have you heard him on the Did You See remix, the J Huss one? Yeah, yeah, DJ. Yeah, um, yeah, no one wants to talk about that. I'm, I don't even want to talk about the rest of that song because it was that bad. <laughs> it well, was like the worst flow. You know like how we say Tion Wayne's always got a good flow? French just doesn't ever. Yeah, he's got a very... Um unique flow he fits on some songs so well and other songs he doesn't i think that's, that's the, the issue uh, okay let's move on trippy red now featuring future the track is called never change pav you can start yeah i like this song i thought it was i thought it was pretty cool um not a huge fan of either artist either um obviously i've listened to enough future in my time not really listened to too much trippy red but um yeah, it was it was an interesting sound. I liked the sound. Um, it it was decent. So I gave it a three out of five. This one, unfortunately, big shouts to Trippy Red and Future. But you know, obviously they've done really well. But this really not for me. This one, just too much auto tune. Really not really put together too well uh, to where I'm at. Like musically at the minute, just not really happening. So um, again, it's one two two out of five drinks for me. Okay, never change trippy red feature in future. I gave it two out of five drinks because they can both do better. <laughs> it should have been a better track. It's just not as good as what it should be. Trippy red's got some great, great stuff. Equally, so as we know, future has. Mm. Um, and he's got just, a song with KSI. Is he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he definitely was getting that uh, feature money for that. Yeah, okay. they got beef now. Have they really? Yeah, because uh, KSI, they, they did a video and they were like, oh, who was the hardest artist to work with? And then he was like, he was like sort of waiting. He went, oh, well, Trippy Red took the longest to send the feature. So Trippy oh, Red, and they just, yes, do you know, no, uh, they started just beefing on isn't, Instagram. Isn't, sorry, just quickly. Isn't just Trippy Red just going to go down to the suburbs and just shoot KSI in the head? Isn't that just what's going to happen? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that is a beef. What? <laughs> It's, yeah, it's a bit of a madness, yeah. but risky. He's yeah. case, I gotta watch that. Man. Imagine, a, imagine a real rapper beefing Trippy Red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 wow! <laughs> Let's move on. Tracks called "Stay Down" is by Little Dirt featuring Black and Young Thug. Pav, you can go on this if you like. Yeah. Um. Again, I gave this a three out of five. Um. Not re- again. Like I said, not really a sound. You guys know I'm not. I'm not with that American hip hop, American music style thing, but this was nice. I, I, like I said, I, I mean, I didn't turn it off, so that normally means that it's all right. If if I get the full the full way through the song, normally that's my indication that I actually liked it. Um, it was kind of it was very choppy, so I mean, I think it again it could have maybe been a bit better. 
Um, but three out of five is a respectable attempt. I enjoyed this one because it's great to see Lil Durk come in super hard after the Drake feature, um, which mm. has definitely supercharged his career. That feature on, um, uh, I can't remember the name of the track, but the, the recent Drake Love one. Now, Cry Love Later. Now, Cry Later. Great record. Um, off the new album. Yeah, it's, it's a great record and the video is amazing as well. So after that, which kind of, you know, thrust them into the spotlight of um, like the rap world, like it's great to see him coming on quality tracks like this. Um, so I was hyped watching it. Uh, four out of five drinks for me. Okay, Stay Down, Little Dirt featuring Black and Young Thug. Uh, I love Little Dirk's flow. I've been a fan of him before the Laugh Now, Cry Later feature, which I think was really well done. Mm. He did it really good. Great He's feature. got a really good verse. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I'd suggest that if you like that, you should definitely check out his earlier stuff and equally check out Stay Down. I gave it four out of five drinks. I think Young Fug's good on it. I think Black's good. It's a good collaboration. Um, and it, yeah, I think it helped that Little Dirk's come out with something equally good after doing such a hard feature. Mm. So it sort of cements why he should have been on the Drake song. So it gets four out of five drinks from me. Okay, next track. It's called It's You and it is by DJ Q. Chris? Love this record. Great chords, great sounds. I love the more garage, soulful. Obviously, this one's got like that kind of baseline feel, um, but still really a garage record, I'd say. This new sound that DJQ's coming out with, obviously the whole baseline thing's kind of kind of died a death a little bit. Um, it's very much underground now. So to now see him changing his sound to this sound, um, it's just great to uh, great to see. It was definitely um, definitely something I enjoyed this track. So uh, four out of five drinks for me on uh DJQ, it's you. Yeah, um, I, I gave it a three out of five. Um, again, respectable attempt, nice song. There's nothing really that was pulling me like out. I was thinking, oh shit, yeah, that was amazing. Um, but it was still a decent song and I got all the way through it. So it, it has to get at least a three from me and that's what it did get. Okay, issue DJQ. Uh, I gave it four out of five drinks. I think it was a really good song. Uh, definitely above the three mark of being average and i think it's very easy to make songs like this go very very badly or very wrong um and it's consistency and i think with that sound it's hard to get a consistently good sound and song because a lot of them sort of start good and go south quite quick um djq is definitely not one of them so it's four out of five drinks from me okay the last track let's get together it's by Ilias and berrientos featuring karen Harding, Pav, oh, I will go first. Uh, then Pav, you can go after me. And then Chris, I know you've got a lot to say about this. I gave it a two purely for its reason of, I didn't think it's very good. There's, there's better tracks by Ilias and Berrientos. Uh, Karen Harding, I like Karen Harding's vocal, but it's just not hitting it. It's definitely below average. And they put out some really quality records. Equally, Karen Harding's had some really quality records so i don't know it's a collaboration i was like oh then listen to it i was like oh this is really not good um so it gets a two just because they got karen harding if it wasn't her most would get a one so two out of five drinks from me uh yeah kind of the same again i've never heard anything from these guys before because i'm a house dance music noob um I, I gave it a two out of five um largely for the same reasons it just didn't hit for me um I won't speak too much on it because I know Chris has got a lot to say and he'll probably articulate it much better than I do. Uh, but yeah, two out of five just just wasn't wasn't right for me. 
Yeah, I think the worst thing is is that when sometimes like Wade will throw like a curveball into the reviews of like a you know new artist or something, and it doesn't quite hit the mark. You know, it's like okay, we review it and then we give it like you know one or two drinks out of five. But this one, like Ilias and Barrientos, quality, long-standing house producers and writers, um, and Karen Harding, obviously she's great. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure what kind of the thinking was behind this one, like the 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 third chord right in the chord sequence like the bass note underneath it is is the wrong note simply like you know and 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 music that's supposed to be like melodic like house and you know guys that are very musically like capable like Elise and Barrientos they've got some amazing records on some amazing labels um it just kind of missed and um you know it's just a shame to see because I absolutely love their music and, and and great guys as well um so I just for me I think I mentioned this on a podcast like for, for for house and dance music and and that kind of whole world you know the music needs to be great music exciting music you know that's done to a really high quality you know um, otherwise it's gonna just continue to be underground and not cause you know really exciting waves like a lot of other music that's being released you know that we've reviewed this week is doing so um yeah in terms of my review, I agree with Wade. Um, Karen's great. Um, so it would have been one, but I'm going to give it two out of five because um, Karen's really good. And I'm looking forward to hearing what they come out with next. I'm a big fan normally. Um, so yeah, one, one, uh, two out of five drinks for me on this one. I, I think, and I think maybe this might sum up mine and your thinking, Chris, because mm. we know them from previous records mm. um, and they've always delivered consistent bangers on consistent labels, big name labels, really good underground tracks mm. um my issue with it and i think you might have touched upon it was for this to be like their first foot maybe in like a more commercial world or appealing to people like pav who like says i'm a house dance newbie it doesn't set like a good first impression for people that don't know who they are because mm. you listen to it and go well it's not that good yeah. but then there's people like us that are like been in a scene that know it that we're like oh god but they bring out really good records oh you should listen to that it it doesn't it's not a good first impression for a commercial audience yeah. it, would that be like correct yeah. to say yeah and and i think two things on that is first is that elise and barrientos because they're a great act great producers great writers they do numbers like check the spotify numbers mm -hmm. they get they do serious numbers for for a house um that sounded like a really weird flex you'll check the spotify no you should <laughs> like you know it's 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 uh they do some really really great numbers on, on their records um, and for a lot of the records are just instrumental records and because they're so well written so well produced you know they do so well so you know why, why change that and I just think you know the two guys and, and Karen as well you know they're both super musically capable people and then this one come they come out with and it, it kind of for someone who's a big fan of, of what they've done in the past and what they're kind of about it kind of misses a little bit um you know especially on that like third chord and and you know it's just odd it's just it's just odd that's how i describe it to me yeah if i'm being really and, and honest I think you guys, and i think you guys are kind of spot on because like i said i assumed like wade always puts the left wing song in like shy girl kind of stuff and i assumed it was this one mm. because i thought there were noobs no Ilias and thought, thought, are not noobs they've been around for that's, years that's the and thing they got some great records um and that makes it even more disappointing yeah. it basically sounds like what happened was when they were like um 
printing out the the MIDI notes, someone accidentally transposed the note, and then just no one checked it when it got to mass, and they were like, "Oh, it must be trying something funky." I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, who knows? <laughs> That's the only explanation. Yeah, I have. yeah. It's odd. It, it, maybe, maybe Chris touched upon it. The one thing, and you've just nailed it. It just sounds like there's there's like a mistake, and no one's thought to check. They're like, "Oh, is that meant to be?" They're like, "Yeah, yeah of course it is." And they're like, oh, "Yeah, I'm sure it is." Yeah. No one's actually gone to check it or listen to it. So they're going to listen back to this on a radio or playlist and go, yeah. "Who put that in?" I mean, you know, you but know, we're, we're saying you, this. That could be right. It could be a version that was sent to the label because you know, if they're working with Karen and and this kind of style of record, it's probably going to be signed. I'm not sure. I'm not checked the label, but it'll be labels will be involved. You know, managers will be involved yeah. and all the rest of it. So there might have been seriously like a version of something that just kind of came out that they sent you know via email and they thought that was the one that needed to go out and it just went out and they you know left the track and went on to the next one you know like we're joking about it but that actually could have happened there to be fair i mean yeah. in fairness if you're gonna make a song in 2020 with a singer called karen it's probably not gonna end that well for you is it <laughs> like karen is great too fair like she's quality like karen hardin deserves her uh credit mm. okay let's um <laughs> let's wrap up the reviews um okay track of the week pev i will start with you because chris has been going on about the Ilias and barrientos tracks so i'll let you go first by virtue of the fact that i've now found out that it was a murder beats production which is immensely impressive it's gonna have to be ariana grande and doja cat this week because that was like that curveball job i had a lot of fours this week but the fact that it was produced by murder beats has switched it for me so it's got to be motive okay chris your track of the week please track of the week for me is got to be feed the fire sg lewis i'm um, just loving everything he's doing right now this track is just another great uh delivery and super excited about the album coming out soon um so this one just has to be uh track of the week for me uh feed the fire sg lewis featuring lucky days okay and my track of the week is camel fat featuring lows with easier so just to summarize pav went for motive ariana grande and doja cat chris went for feed the fire sg lewis featuring lucky days and i went for easier camel fat featuring lows make sure you check out all them tracks uh, as always you can listen to all the tracks that we spoke about in the reviews on our spotify playlist no drinks in the booth name of the playlist and artist is the same and equally make sure you check out the youtube playlist and see the videos from especially our tracks of the weeks you should definitely listen to them and hit us up and let us know what you think on our instagram facebook or twitter if you agree or disagree well that's the news that's the reviews done for this week time to get talking about what has been going on uh, Pav, I'll pass it over to you. I know you've got some right. loads of stuff to say. I have, I have two things to talk about. One is absolutely not a musical topic, but I still want to chat with you, like I said, because I just think it'd be funny. Um, the second one is definitely musically inclined. And my first problem is, this is a bit of a life problem. Oh, so this, come to this, you is, two. this is the thing you were talking about earlier. Yeah, this is the one I right. brought to you guys because I thought, who do I trust the most? Not and, these and two, but I don't have anyone else to talk to. <laughs> and for clarity, we haven't heard this problem. No, this is the first the time we, we're hearing it. So we Everyone don't. Listening. Yeah, so, so there All might right. be some heavy editing going on. Who knows? No, no, no. Come on, Pat. Keep it PG, mate. Keep it PG. I was going to say there's no DJ booths involved, but there actually was. <laughs> okay. Keep it PG, mate. Um, Come on. So I was DJing on saturday night halloween at a spot on broad street and i was thinking obviously it's a sit down thing um 
and obviously I was there with a, a couple of promoter friends and we were looking around and we were like, oh, there's some good looking girls here. Okay, cool. Um, I was eyeing up one. I could tell she was Indian. We had this whole conversation about whether she was Indian or not. And I was like, she definitely is. I can just tell. Even though she was like 20 foot away. I was like, yeah, it is. And then I was thinking, oh, well, I hope she comes up and requests a song because I might have a nice little chat with her and whatever in it. So that happened. And I was like chatting to her and whatever. And then at the end of the night, she came home and she was like, oh, like, you know, we should like follow each other, like get digits and that. And I was like, that's cool. But then I noticed on her Instagram that she's a fresher and she's an 18 year old fresher. Now, I'm a 23 year old, only just 23, but 23 year old out of uni man. Is that Nancy or is it not? <laughs> that's what I want to know. Is that acceptable? <laughs> Well, Chris, your thoughts. Um, can I go there? No guilt. Obviously, legally, I have no guilt, but on a <laughs> general level. Um, well, I mean... I've come to you guys with this. I'll, I'll be honest. I thought you guys were going to have some good advice here. I think... Um, I mean, the law says <laughs> it's the law says it's fine. Like, the law says that's fine. Um so I mean that's what I'm saying am I going to be the creepy old guy going out with the really young girl I'll be honest the fact that you're considering yourself as that maybe suggests that you probably shouldn't do it (laughs) (laughs) that that's that's would be because you know the fact that you're considering that is how you might come across to your friends is that age gap is that age gap too much then that's what I'm saying uh, so what the age gap is six years but she's but I'm just 23, so she'll be 19 this year. So it'll be like four and a half years or whatever. Right. Okay. Well, me and my girlfriend have a six-year age gap. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cheers for signing that off. My conscience is now free. Um, Give so, me a minute, guys. I'm just sliding into the DMs now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like, I think, that obviously, that's fine when you're a grown adult, but then obviously don't... It sounds yeah. so much worse when you're like, yeah, she's 18. But then, can I say something? Did you know, like when you was talking to her and looking at her, like looked at her, and that would you go? Oh, she's eighteen. Oh, maybe. But I was like, because, it's one of them because, like, obviously, it's a sit down thing, so you can't really see. And she well, was like a few Instagram, tables away. Yeah? yeah, I have now, but that's because she had eighteen in her bio. Yeah, but what I'm saying that's is how- on her on her Instagram or however you've seen her, does she look eighteen? Yeah. Okay. Well. Good luck to you. I mean, as as you get older, age gaps between people like gets less relevant. That's definitely a fact. So I worked this out. I mathematically worked this out with someone the other day. So the reason I've realized why this question became a question. Because when you're 18, the the sample size of people that are single is far greater. So you can, so it's maybe not acceptable to go out with someone that's like 25 or 26 when you're 18, like uh, in society, because you're thinking, oh, but there's so many 18 year olds and 19 year olds that are single. So there's like, let's say there's a hundred people that are 18 or 19 that are single. But when you become like, let's say 30 to get a hundred people, you might have to go like 25 to like 33 or something. Do you get what I mean? There's less yeah. single. The gene pool of singles becomes less. I don't think that's actually true. 
Like Isn't I'm sure it? it is statistically on like a big, huge scale. There's like one million eighteen year olds and like only, I don't know, eight hundred and ninety, thirty year olds. But yeah, I don't think that's necessarily as true. Look, Pav, at the end of the day, um talk to her, go on a date or do whatever do what you can do with all the regulations <laughs> and restrictions. <laughs> do what you, you can do sounded so bad until yeah, you, you followed it up. Yeah, well you you obviously can't really do anything after Wednesday, can you? You can't go anywhere. Um yeah. Better slide in on the Monday. Well, well, uh, as Craig David did say, we were making love by Wednesday, yeah, <laughs> but not Thursday or Friday and Saturday. Locked up at Sunday. <laughs> there you go. I think age gaps become yeah less relevant. Like Chris said, as you you get older, like my girlfriend and me. Like I said, there's a six year age gap, but people does don't look at us and go, "Oh, he's really old or she's really young." They think we're the same age. Mm. Well, we might or yeah, roughly my, the same ballpark of age. My great auntie and her husband had 10 years between them. And mm. I remember when I was like a little kid like, you know, 8 or 9 and I found that out. I was like horrified. Like I was like I was like I was like I was like how is that possible? Like obviously in school at the time I was like, "Oh my god, what? That's like, you know, um, like a, a year eleven going out with a year two, year one, or whatever. Yeah, that's that, the that thing. was that was the crazy thing. But obviously, they met. Uh, I don't know when they they met. Actually, I think it was like in their like mid, like th- early thirties or like around thirty years old. And then, like as it as time goes on, like the age gap becomes like less of a thing. That's that is that is that is a thing. Um, I think it'd be different if you was like thirty three going out with an eighteen year old, Pev, because you're at different oh, yeah, stages. Oh, that'd be you're bad. Like, and the nicest way you're both like at that state, like your early 20, like late teen stage, which is, you know, I'll, you're I'll both be honest, in the there's same only, stage There's of only life. one, just to morally justify it, I have to ask her this one question. And this is a question that I ask to everybody. Um, I say everybody, it sounds like a really weird pickup line now, but it's really not. It's just a genuine thing. Um, wait, 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 wait. Chris, I'm dreading whatever this question is. Oh, no, 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 no. It's completely clean. It's completely clean. I know what you guys are thinking. Yeah, fucking whatever, Pav. So basically, the way that I work out if it's acceptable to go out with girls generally, depending on age, is um, what World Cup they remember. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> because I was there 2006 when Wayne Rooney got sent off. You say, yeah, World Cup. And she's like, oh, yeah, South Africa 2010. Then you're fucked. <laughs> Am Have I right, Chris? What happens if they don't follow football? <laughs> yeah, oh, what's the well. yeah? That's what's the backup? <laughs> because I'll be honest, because, guys, because if you listen. said to me what World Cup do you remember, I'd be like, I don't know, the last one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last. Honestly, I don't think I can actually name you the last three World Cups. I like I've I was Could you no, not? I can't name where they were. No, to be honest, I actually when the World Cup's on. I go crazy for it. Don't get me wrong, but like I, I don't really, yeah, I don't really, um, like I can't, I can't name you the. I'd, I'd fail your test, Pav. I mean, you've actually, you've, as long as you've known me, you've actually, well, you've never asked me that. I'm trying. I was about to say. It's a good thing I'm not trying to yeah, fuck you, you mate. You've never, you've not, you never, you never asked that. You never asked that. But, the um, thing is, when the world, when the world cup's on, Chris turns into like a makeshift BMP member. Yeah, like Chris, Union Chris Jacks goes, everywhere. Yeah. What, 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 what England makes, shirt every day. What, what, what makes you say that? Why, why would I? Why do you think that's how I am? Chris is walking. Chris is like going to Tesco and only buying like British grown tomatoes. <laughs> stuff just to support the cause what what, make, what makes me say that because you said you go mental for it when it's on yeah i do yeah. i love it you yeah. i thought I got, you like no, it as i well. equally do this yeah no exactly people basically think i'm like a like small asian 
BMP member as well when it's on. <laughs> yeah. You know. Chris Chris actually turns into the real Danny Dyer. Yeah. <laughs> just to clarify, none of us none of us support the BMP. <laughs> like, just to make it clear. Uh, yeah. And that's because they're defunct. <laughs> true. True, true. But look, my, my, okay. my football yeah. knowledge starts and ends with World Cup and Match of the Day. That's that's my two. Well, not two World Cup because you didn't fucking know any of it. And you even know the World the Cup, I don't actually know. <laughs> I can't tell you the last three. No, no right. neither can I. Pav, Should we talk about what, some music, boys? No. What are you going to do about this 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 situation then? I'm a hundred percent sliding. I'm one hundred percent sliding. Okay. I hope she listens to the podcast. Mm. Oh, I do because I'm plastering so the shit out yeah. of it on my Instagram right now. So like. This is going to be great and be like, well, I hope she gets an hour and 20 minutes into it <laughs> when this happens. Uh, it'd be great if she does. Okay, Pev, move on because, right, uh, before you get cancelled. <laughs> let's talk about some music and let's talk about some DJs because as we know, there is not many DJs in work right now. And There's I, none. I was in, in, the I'm UK. in work. Uh, not after Wednesday, you're not. Yeah, but this comes out on a Tuesday, so we're all right yet. <laughs> <laughs> but listen we need to talk about something so i made this little instagram rant the other day and then wade popped up straight away and he's like i need to know so i was watching this dj dj i'm using quotation marks because just because you can play music does not mean you are a fucking dj okay made a mix and put it on and then so many people are getting gassed and i was like this is genuinely one of the shittest things I've ever heard. And I've literally heard myself have a shit. <laughs> and it's maybe not as good as that. I was listening to it and I was like, what the fuck? Like, who? Like, <laughs> I was that like, got me. you know what it is? Like, like I'll be honest, I'm not great at my social media and I should post more. And I see DJs and they'll mix two tunes like literally at one tune to the next, you know, like how we do at gigs when you do fucking 200 of them. Yeah. And they're getting like mad views. And I'm like, this right. is dog. Well, stop right there. Well, we all need to start doing that. Put that up on Instagram. Oh, what do you think Chris is TikToks for? That's why he's got all them decks out. That's next. What do you mean? That's what's happening on Chris's TikTok. Next, he's just going to do two man, like two song mixes. It's what's going to happen. No, I'm and he's going to dumb down. Now that it's two point eight million views. <laughs> yeah, um, but like literally, mm. I was like, "How is this happening?" Like, so, so they're so let's, bad. Let's just sort of clarify for people listening. You're not talking about people that come out of a reality show like Towie or Love Island or. Geordie Shaw being DJs because that happens and that's just part of the industry. Mm. We're used to I think that. the most, for people listening, like the most popular one's going to be Paris Hilton, isn't it? You know, she did Tomorrowland and all yeah, the rest yeah. of oh, it. I mean, she's probably the worst one because she is actually shit. But like, I get it. Like, no, wait, 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 wait. So you're just, let, let's just clarify because otherwise we, it's a very broad scope. We're not talking about them because we know they do it. Yeah. yeah, and that's fine. You're and making your money. Gonna... You're making your money. You've come off a show. You're trying to get some gigs. Whatever. Like, do do your thing. I've DJed with some of them. Some of them are great, and I give them a lot of respect. And some of them, specific. Yes, some of them are actually all right, and it. And some of them are fucking terrible. So you know that in itself is a separate thing. The whole reality star DJ. Yeah. We're talking about people that have just got a lot of Instagram or social media followers yeah, that yeah. suddenly are like, I'm going to just be a DJ. And I'm going to throw this one out there and a lot of people aren't going to like it, 
but it's just a fact but i understand why it's a fact and i can kind of accept it because of history Mm. it's a lot of girls it's a lot of girls that have followers and start djing fair play if you've got the passion if you like doing it that's great but like maybe it's more for the public maybe the public need to realize what's shit and what's not because i've heard a lot of female djs recently and a lot of them are bad now i understand that because there is a much much lower sample pool of female djs that they will all sort of rise to the top quicker because they're so like it's like like getting a gay indian bloke to like work at a place it like ticks all the diversity quotas and that yeah, helps and, and i think just to just to clarify there is some really good female djs oh absolutely D- dj caper sam divine dj alicia caper is Stone, sick. hannah wants um hannah wants just like just by, yeah, yeah. and there's not enough female djs what, what yeah what what I will, yeah, I will clarify. It's not the the gender that is making you shit or good. It's the skill. It just so happens that because there's so little female DJs, I feel like a lot of the bad ones get popular quickly, especially if they've got Instagram followers. Like this one that we're talking about, who I'm not going to name because I'm not that much of an arsehole. So, so, hang on, hang on. So what we're saying is it's not necessarily... It, it seems more predominant in girls, but it's not necessarily girls. It's not mutually uh, exclusive to the gender. It's it's people that get have a big Instagram, social media following, Twitter, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and say, I'm going to do DJing and sort of just use their following to get people to say, oh my God, you're sick. When they're doing the basic thing that you should be able to do. Yeah. I basically just see people and they got 30k followers and they think, oh, fuck it. You know what? Now's the time to buy the SX. Like, let's get going. And it's like, yeah, they'll mix two tunes. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I did that when I was 10 on a CD player. Thanks for that. Nice to know that my career's just been shat on because, because you managed to sync two songs with the button and the waveform. And it's just painful. I mean, I don't know what you guys have. You guys seen much of this? I know Wade. I sent you the video, and we mm. both equally agreed that we might have ear cancer because it was that bad. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was, I've actually, it was, yeah, it was I, dog shit in it. I kind of took the initiative. On, Chris. <laughs> I I sort of took the initiative to kind of delete that world off my social media feeds. Um, so I like intentionally try and avoid that whole world if I can. Um, you know, so I've kind of probably seen really less so, of it. You guys know that I'm an asshole, so I still follow him just to see it, so I can laugh. Mm. <laughs> and no, then, I, I, and then they're laughing at my numbers. Well, <laughs> it's a mutually mutually. Is what mutual? It's what? like a it's, it's like a mutually exclusive oh, thing. Mutual thing. Well, the thing is, I'm sort of like between Chris and Pav. I don't follow a lot of them or any of them that I know, but they somehow still come up <laughs> and I'm like, I can't escape you. And look, that's the other one. There is nothing wrong with getting into DJ and at whatever stage and whatever social media following you have. I think, I think now, and I think maybe the reason we're quite passionate about how annoying it is, is the fact that there's some fantastic, well, it doesn't matter what level you are, but fantastic, amazing resident DJs, headliner DJs, up and coming DJs that, we're all fucked basically because of what's happening and then you've got someone with loads of followers just going i'm a dj and you're like oh here we go 
Like mm. we're we're struggling to make ends meet, and now you're trying to jump in our pole. Like great. Like I think it was fair to say that the market was maybe thirty percent at least oversaturated when clubs and stuff were open properly. It's probably thirty percent too many DJs in terms of ones that were good and bad. But there were so many pubs and clubs that kind of it mostly didn't matter because there was enough work. You could still get as a good DJ like us guys, we could still do four or five nights a week because there's just enough. There's so many places open that you could just do that many gigs. Now, well, after Thursday, there is no gigs, but you know what I mean? Like even in this period, there is only a couple of gigs a week and 20 DJs are fighting for all those gigs or whatever. There might only be enough for like one gig per DJ or two gigs per DJ. And you've got all these guys and girls that are like, yeah, well, we got 50k followers, so we'll sell 100 tickets. The other thing I sort of think, and I hope you agree with me, is the the thing I think about, so you've got a big social media following. You've got 500,000 followers, I don't know, 50k followers, whatever it is. You do a basic thing that every DJ should be able to do, which is mix the two songs together. Mm. And you get people, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, oh, fire emoji, fire emoji, all this. Yes, emoji. <laughs> yes, fire emoji. Ice cold emoji, <laughs> hot emoji, all that stuff. Uh, and it sort of lowers people's expectation of what you should be able to do as a DJ, which is great for people like us that can do a lot more than that. But equally, yeah. it sort of lowers the bar for people to sort of strive to get to get higher does that make sense for me yeah, yeah and this yeah. is this is a stretch lowest go- talent level my goal in life was to be and still is to be at the level of skill as a dj am because dj am to me is god and a track and a jazzy jeff i set the bar very high because that's what i want um but there's gonna be newer djs that obviously don't know about some of these djs if they're new in that world and will be setting their bar quite low saying well i just want to get to the level this X, Y, or Z is at and just achieve the followers. And it's a bit like, oh, you're missing the point. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll add, add on to this. Sorry, Chris. Oh, add on to I've had DJ say to me, oh, like, oh, when I get as good as you, I wish I was good as you. And I'm like, listen, I am okay. I'm just an okay DJ. Like I do clubs for whatever, 200 quid a night or whatever. Yeah. Like I'm an okay DJ. And I'm the same, like, I look to, like, Jazzy Jeff, A-Track, like, these guys are, like, up there, um, Esky83, like, these kind of people, these are, like, top, top level DJs, and, like, you should, if you're looking up to me, you're shit, because no. I don't even look up to me, <laughs> I think, <laughs> and I, think, I am me. <laughs> I think people obviously set their, like... But not saying that you're a lower bar, but they set their expectations that their local DJ, if you're new, you want to do what they're doing. But nine times out of ten, that that DJ is actually striving to do what a Jazzy Jeff does or X, Y, or Z does. So yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's just maybe what I think is the ge- it lowers the general consensus of bar of what yeah. people think DJs because do. People think, oh, cool. Well, oh, Chris plays at this venue, so. Actually, oh yeah, we go to that venue. Okay, cool. If I'm as good as Chris, then that means I can do all these big venues and I can do what he does. And it's like, nah, just because you got 100k followers and like you do that, it's not, it's not like that. Like, there's a level. It's the reason why, you, like, your James hypes and people like that are like so much 
higher in demand and charge such a bigger fee because like that's the level do you know what i mean let's just double check our issue isn't the fact they've got huge followings isn't the fact that they want to be djs the fact they're sort of using their huge following to do simple or not very good things and that in turn makes people assume that's what we do as djs am i correct in that yeah you know you know when you get those assholes when you're drinking out somewhere and they're like oh all you do is just press play and you're like all right then off you go i did that with a friend of mine we went to he came to the club with me one night and i was djing he's like all you do is press play and i went all right then here's the headphones off you go and he was like what do you do and i was like okay well you've got to find the song then you've got to cue the song then you've got to make sure that the song is the same tempo then you've got to work out when you're going to cut the bass or do whatever with the effects and raise the volume then you've got to take out the other song uh and then you've got to find the next song and you've got to do that in a minute and he just gave me the headphones back he was like oh okay now i know i was like it's a science to this this is an art form too right uh chris Thoughts on the influencer DJ? Yeah, I mean, what it is is that the people that comment the fire emojis and, you know, the ice cold emojis and, you know, what you were saying, Wade, you know, these people don't know who A-Track is. They don't, yeah. know, they don't know who they, DJ Craze is. Um, mm, they don't Craze. know who D- Yeah, that's a shout. They don't know who AM is, um, you know, and obviously they're listening. They're like, they're, they're dropping those emojis, not based on the musical credibility of the person they're dropping it based on how they look that's yeah that's, that's it basically that that's why they get it's like, attention it's like when chris and ken made that leave it yeah song do you remember that yeah you know and lethal bizzle was trying to sue the shit out of them oh yeah yeah you know, <laughs> it's, tried to them. It, it's just in um a different world like a, a really good kind of turntableist or really credible techno dj house dj drum and bass dj etc the list the list goes on you know people don't know who they are and follow them for dis- different reasons it's not based on how they look uh, it's based on their musical um history and and what they've done for their scene respective scenes so it's in my opinion it's almost irrelevant uh, when people yeah is it though because well, I, I hear that so- and i Go on, Chris. To, jump, Go on, to jump in, I'll just make a point. I see the same thing in gaming, like very similar. So there'd be, and there's nothing wrong with people getting into gaming. I'm not a huge gamer or anything like that. Um, but I see some influencers or social media stars posting about gaming or, oh, you need to buy a new PS5 or whatever it is. But paid posts, majority of the time and sort of like portraying this well i'm a gamer you just didn't know it sort of thing and there's proper gamers that obviously put all their heart and soul and money and love into stuff like twitch (laughs) that are like hang on he's got a million followers to watch people play call of duty on twitch but he's he he can't even play it like he don't even know how to do it and i've built this from the ground up i I might caveat that though i feel i feel like it might be a little bit more specific to the music industry because, I mean, I'm a big YouTube gaming kind of guy. Um, generally speaking, all the big streamers and stuff are the guys that are in competition. Like, actually, that play competitively. Like, I would say majority of the guys that are streaming are playing that much because they're training for 
like a world Something, champs or yeah, yeah. yeah like some like a competition and most likely if they've got that many people watching it's because they win so like yeah. as in the, as in so you can't be you might get the twitch followers or whatever but like i don't know um Ovi from Love Island isn't going to win Warzone Wednesday. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's o- not going to happen. Oddly enough, Ovi is supposed to be a very, very good example of how to do a reality show and then come out of it and do things that matter and that you want to do. Like, you might not know this, but he actually has a show with um, two other guys, JD and Mo. Yeah, JD's um, a good friend of mine, mate. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah called heat check on sky sports which yeah. talks about the nba which is but, a won't talk about the live stream numbers though i never watched their live stream i only watched um yeah nobody asked them on sky sports oh uh, <laughs> but long story short but then he come out and do that because he's obviously a basketball player before love island and he wrote a book called you are dope which is all about positivity and i think he's playing in france paris somewhere for a basketball team uh but he's sort of like, in my opinion, done it the right way because he doesn't, and he had an ASOS deal and all that. But he's like, actually got he, a personality though, do you know what I mean? But he was pursuing stuff that he was passionate about. And I think if you're passionate about DJing or gaming or whatever it is, there's nothing wrong in pursuing it. And we shouldn't tell you differently. It's people that do it just for the numbers. Yeah, it's bad DJs that are DJing for the clout. For the- for the clout of looking good at a DJ, be like, oh yeah, yeah you should come to my night because it sound cool to say you should come to my night. And I'll be so 100% I, honest, I use that. And there is many Instagrams that I get because I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you, oh, yeah, you enjoyed today. Oh, yeah, you should come to my next night and then you can slide. But it's because I'm actually like, that's that's a benefit of doing it, not the reason. Do you know what I mean? So, that's an added bonus of me happening to DJ at four or five places and well, others wouldn't be getting booked still, as opposed to a guy that's like, oh, well, cool. Well, let me actually put this party on because then I'll look cool for girls. I think I think our whole mean? thing is, and you can disagree or agree, but I will wrap up this little subject so we're not going over the same stuff, is there's nothing wrong with getting into DJing during lockdown, not during lockdown, whether you've got a social media following or not, but don't just do it for the clout. <laughs> yeah, please don't do it for the clout mm. because I got rent. Yeah, Chris, just, would you agree? I was just gonna, like that's just, a quick, easy way to say it. Yeah, I was just going to say just just one more thing on it is, um, mm. you know, if, if let's use obviously I'm a fan of Disclosure, for example. If that when Are you? when <laughs> believe it or not, uh, uh, you know, great stuff. Um, but they put a post out about <laughs> um, what what? No, it's just the way you went. Great stuff, yeah. and then just no, stopped. I've, yeah, no, no I've just, just you know quality act. Um, so. <laughs> They put a post up about the new album and it gets 100,000 likes. And then someone who's from Love Island that's aspiring to be a DJ puts a post up and that gets 100,000 likes. Um, those two lots of 100,000 people are not the same people. It's, it's in a different yeah. world. Mm. A lot of the people don't actually know each other, never will meet. You know, it's a different kind of world. So it's, it's very easy because the number on the screen is the same, but you can't compare the two because it's completely different people. That would just be my point. Yeah, it's, n- it's numbers versus reach, ain't it? What do you mean? I think. I think like, Chris, I, like, so let's say Chris and Kem, for example. They let's say they get hundred thousand likes on a post, and then they try and do a tour, and not that many people will come. 
if they're doing a music tour, not that many people come. Just for example, I don't know if they will or not. And then let's say someone like, I don't know, Western, who have like a very tight-knit society, like their their fan base is very, it's a lot of ultras. They might get 10,000 likes, but all 10,000 of them will go to the concert. Same with people like Crept and Conan. They're not, they don't get the biggest numbers, but every single person that likes it actually really likes them. So they will try and go. That's a very good I mean? point. I think Chris's point was that it's completely different demographics. Yeah. 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 yeah it's just... Like the, the Love Island star is getting, for example, the, I don't know what the Love Island demographic is. I'm assuming like 14 Arthur's. to like 28, like we'll get mainly girls, maybe mainly boys. I don't know, but they will get their demographic liking it. Mm. But Disclosure will get their demographic, which is maybe a bit more into music and, you know, concerts and touring and DJing as in the Love Island demographic is more into popular news, pop music, um, I don't know, like festivals, uh, whatever their mm. demographic that's, is. That's I think why, that was your point. That's why, in my opinion, it doesn't matter that an influencer gets like 50,000 likes on a on a post because a track will get 50,000 likes on a post and it's completely different. It's like a different world. You know, it almost doesn't yeah. really matter. Um, so I, I can see the point, like it's not great seeing something that obviously all three of us are like super passionate about, you know, basically made becoming like very fickle. Like it doesn't mean anything that, that they're, they're DJing, but um, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't, in my opinion, matter too much because, you know, it's a completely different kind of world to what, we're doing really that's how i see it anyway i hear what you're saying and i do actually agree have you guys not had that thing where you go to a club night that you potentially might have been djing at maybe not at the question but you know that you're like the let's say i don't know like chris you're like into like tech house and whatever or whatever and like you know that if there's a tech house gig in this radius of venues or from this promoter nine times out of ten you're going to get the job and then somebody else does the gig who is like, I don't know, a hundred has a hundred K followers or whatever. And you're like, and they're like, oh yeah, we booked them because they're going to sell 200 tickets, but it's a shit night, but they'll keep booking them because people will keep coming. That's kind of like a thing. I, that happens to me quite often. I can't lie. I'll, I'll be completely straight with you. That has never happened to me. Not that I know of. Um, Maybe it's a Birmingham thing. That's not me saying, oh, like I'm a big DJ or no one does that. But like people obviously do it, but maybe it's all the bookings I've ever had have been not because I sell tickets. It's mm. because they know I'm sick. Mm. Yeah, I think <laughs> for me, it's like if people want to be like that shallow, then let them be that. I mean, I'm just about the music, really. Like if there's if they want to book me, if they do. If That's they the don't, most Chris Watson thing I've ever heard. Well, it's true. Mm. Like, you know, so if, if they if they want to you know, go down that route, then, um, uh, then that's fine. Let, like, them, do let them do it. More you power. Know, I don't, I'd, ra right. I'd rather not do the gig. Right. Okay. Let's wrap up that. That is done because we're just rehashing how much we don't care about these details yeah. <laughs> uh, over and over again in different words. And let's quickly, before we go, talk about the lockdown stuff, because that is very real. It's very happening. It affects all of us. Oddly enough, whether you're a DJ or not right now. So, Lockdown thoughts, feelings. What's the vibe? Yo, I'm. I don't want to say I'm looking forward to it because that sounds very knobbish. But like, I feel like I've learned from the first lockdown because you know when the first lockdown dropped and everyone was like, "Oh, yeah, it's just going to be a two month jolly," 
and we'd sort of get hammered for two months for free and then like july we're all going to be back out and then that didn't happen um you kind of know that it's not a jolly again because you know there's still going to be restrictions stuff even after so i'm kind of ready to like get into music like my, my plan first lockdown was to get back into production again properly um which didn't happen because i spent one in three days drunk uh but i'm looking forward to it like i'm looking forward to spending some time on myself because there wasn't that many gigs anyway let's be honest you guys were doing bits and bobs i i had bits and bobs so it's not too different it's just slightly less money <laughs> well i didn't have it i, I had zero gigs mm. i didn't know it yet uh, I did one brunch thing, but um, that was it. That was like a bit of a one-off. Uh, other I've, than that, my gigs got cancelled because of the tears, because they couldn't done, open a lot of them. <laughs> I've done about six, seven over like the last X amount of months though. Right. Yeah. Okay. Chris, thoughts on lockdown? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done one gig. Um, you know, it's, it's not going to be a massive kind of change in terms of, like work life um, and sort of DJ life. Like it's, you know, it's not really like a, a massive change in that sense. But yeah, obviously I'd rather not have it, but I mean, it's it's difficult. I think for me, the only thing I find quite uh, difficult to get my head around is obviously, you know, when does it end? So obviously like this is now another month lockdown and then we come out of it again, then there'll be tears and another level system that'll see us to like february march in fairness mate there'll probably be tears in lockdown as well and then or there'll be you know when it, end of this Wee. end of this month there huh? T- tears in lockdown so it was, it was just a crying joke no yeah we should we've got to try Wade got it and we gave got, me the obligatory chuckle which was fine we got, we got to try not to be miserable about it all but um but you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's like it's just another lockdown <laughs> you just didn't get the joke no i think and there's like and there's you've got to be um you know, it's just another lockdown and it's like, yeah, it, it, it's, I've just become a bit like numb to it all. Like, you know, what, what can you do? You know, like I, I feel like until there's talk of like a vaccine and then people say if there is a vaccine, then, you know, then it won't be effective or it might not work or it's only be for some of the population and it only will last for a few weeks. So will the vaccine help things? Maybe not. I don't know. It'd be nice to have something just a little bit more concrete and like a, a, an actual long-term sort of goal from like the government and the World Health Organization, just to sort of see, well, you know, some can, kind of idea. I, so the World Health Organization is saying something completely different to the government. Oh yeah, they don't, do they advise against lockdowns <laughs> or something? They so, don't. They don't. They, they uh, don't rate them as highly. No, no. So it's nothing about rating a lockdown or anything like that. What the government, what the World Health Organization say is that lockdown should be used very, very sparingly and only in dire circumstances. And the only reason they should be used is for a two to four week period, and that is to help um, make more available capacity in your healthcare system because mm. it's detrimental to people's other health and equally the economy so they advise against them yeah no, sorry just to jump in but this is something i saw um on twitter actually i saw a lot of people kind of saying oh the first lockdown didn't work and now we have to go into lockdown it's like the first the first lockdown was never going to work it wasn't about working as in destroying the virus that's not the point of it the whole point of it was to decrease the load on the nhs and the, and the health system it was it was never to you know stop the virus and and kill the virus yeah. you know it was never designed for that um, but I saw that today and I was like, well, like, people actually think well, that. So m- m- I'll, I'll tell you what I think about it all. And I, agree, I don't agree necessarily with what these people that you're talking about say on Twitter, but 
I do to a degree because the point of having that first long lockdown and the regional tiers and all this is that our government which we pay taxes to to run this country could make a health is not the right word could make a working well-rounded test and trace system uh as well as all the other systems i don't don't want to get mad i don't even want to get mad because it's that shit and the problem is it whether you do lockdowns or you don't do lockdowns if you don't have these things in place like test and trace and the isolation and financial support for people like us or people that have isolating freelancers self-employed furlough if you don't have these things then all that happens is you have a lockdown people stay in you open up people go out it rises you have a lockdown people stay in you're basically that's my point yeah that's what i'm seeing happening down the road I i got a couple of figures on this so i read uh, and it's true it's not like a one of these bullshit posts if the uk government bought the german test and trace system that works and then gave every pub bar and club a hundred thousand pound we would still have four billion left from what we paid for our non-working test and trace system yeah i think the issue is like my issue and my whole thoughts about lockdown is I'm dreading it because I didn't actually enjoy the first one that much, to be honest, like I'm not bullshitting, uh, because I'm used to being out and working. Mm. And obviously now I'm getting used to not, but I don't like it. I, I like the fact I can go to the gym. I can go at, like go to the shopping centre and buy a card for my sister for a birthday or, you know, pick up something from one of the supermarkets, whatever. But like just the normal social things stop off at a Starbucks or Costa in a shopping center while I'm getting something and get a coffee. I like yeah. them things. Um, so I, I'm dreading it. I really can't stand it. I'm angry at the government for how they've handled it. And the fact they did an announcement at, um, six 30 on Halloween weekend when half the people were not indoors. And I'll be honest, just mental on a completely personal and selfish note, as great as that was Wade, iphone pre-orders are on friday and i'm meant to be upgrading and i asked them yesterday because i was at the shop i was like yes yeah, so how's that working and they went um don't know mate no they don't it and, was and literally I, that I, I can tell you now so my gym took my gym membership for this month because it come out today and they oh. literally had to set they literally had to send an email saying we're really sorry because they come out so late Saturday night and at the weekend and obviously just didn't, doesn't start till Thursday we couldn't stop the direct debit mm. so we're going to have to credit you a month in December or whenever yeah, we come out yeah, yeah, yeah. but equally because uh, they need, didn't tell people beforehand no they did just and, drop it yeah and some businesses obviously needed to know like Apple um they have no clue what they're doing because they're trying to sort out a structure because this news is as new to them, a billion trillion dollar company as it is to us three broke DJs. Yeah. Like I was there yesterday. So yesterday was Sunday because we record on a Monday. Um, and it was like Monday evening as well. Like bef- it was like an hour before the shop shut because I had to get my screen replaced. And um, literally I was like, oh yeah, so what is happening with that? And she went, if you can work it out, you'll make a lot of money. Yeah. I was like, oh, great. Cheers for that. So, yeah, like, I need a battery in my laptop changed. And I um, I, I spoke to Apple and they said, look, it, it's about a two, three week turnaround because of um, 
uh, everything going on. And they also said, we're not actually taking them in at the moment because we don't know if you can pick them up or we've got to send them to you. Like, we don't really know. Yeah. The other place that I've used before for other stuff, flat out said, we're not doing any repairs. We've got to shut. And it was like, like people are having to work these things out because the government, like literally the government, the people that run the country have not informed anyone. Like, am I the only one that thinks it's mental that our government literally struggle to run the country? Like the people that we pay, like we pay for these people. Our biggest problem, our government are actually fucking stupid, which is the problem because the problem is now actually, you know, general people that you see and you know, they're fucking stupid have more common sense. Because yeah. these guys, a lot of these guys don't have common sense because they had millions, so it didn't make a difference if they had common sense or not. They were going to be successful either way. But it's like, it's it's just, there's just so much wrong. There's just so, so much wrong. And it, 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 would, it would take us forever to work every single one out because there's that fucking many. There's two things that really grind on me, which is one, when they blame hospitality, because we know it's not hospitality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and two, when they blame the public. Big because up that like, MP, by the way, I, I can't remember his name, but he's a G because he made a whole speech about how we're scapegoating hospitality and I can't remember his name, but he did throw a bang. He's that guy that said that thing about herd stupidity. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, that. Um, Big up that guy. Don't know your name. You're a fucking legend. Well, I think the other thing that really, really winds me up is the fact they blame the general public. And I'm not talking about, um, look, there's people that ain't going to follow the rules no matter what's happening but I'm talking about like they t- try and blame the mass general public. Like I've stuck to the rules. I'm sure we all have, but then they try and say, well, it's your fault. And it's like, but I haven't left the ass. Oh yeah. But it's that small percentage that didn't listen to him. That winds me up massively. Yeah. It's not right. great. Chris thoughts on the way the government's handling the lockdown as we wrap up the podcast. Yeah. It's an impossible situation. Um, the government have put themselves in such a bad light. Uh, they have the school meals thing and now how they've handled the lockdown and this tier thing that obviously didn't work and then they're just following other countries. You know, they're, they're not helping themselves. You know, the, the public, you know, don't think very highly of them and they're not doing anything to improve the public opinion of, of them right now. So um, the, the next election is going to be very interesting. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Can I yeah, give the, the only can I give the only plus point? McDonald's have McDonald's have announced that up until Thursday they're going to be doing 30% off everything. Have they? Yeah. And also, big announcement from McDonald's any McRib fans in this? Are they yeah, back? The, no, it comes back 2nd of December. I'm having it. <laughs> Shout out to the McRib. I'm really, I'm really enjoying the triple cheeseburger recently. That's been really good. No, that will give you heart attack. But I like their new breakfast roll thing. That's nice. Chris, do you, do, you, do you have any preference on your McDonald meal? Okay, you, before uh, we finish, let's go this. You go McDonald's breakfast. What, what's your order? Oh, this is a good way to wrap it up. Actually, let's wrap it up in two section, sections. <laughs> you've got you've got breakfast and you've got your lunch, uh, lunch or dinner. So you've got to pick them meals. Okay. This, this is, you should start. This is super easy and this is going to shock you. I'm, I'm ready for the reactions on this one. Um, so here we go. <laughs> Ch- Ma- chicken Caesar salad. No, no, no. Carrot <laughs> um, <laughs> bag. <laughs> so McDonald's breakfast, you go for the breakfast wrap with brown sauce with two hash browns, orange juice, and then the bagel with jam. 
um that's decent breakfast and pretty Chris, standard you fat fucker and then and then obviously for like a normal no, no, wait, 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 wait 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 yeah you've done your breakfast let's go around the circle oh and sorry we're doing breakfast first like dinner yeah all okay right. so chris you've got sorry just slow that down because you said they're all really chris quick. has got half the fucking menu sorry uh no you want to yeah. go for the breakfast wrap with brown sauce with an extra two hash okay. browns an orange juice oh. and then a nice bagel with juice. jam Okay, Pav, breakfast. I actually recently changed my breakfast so because I was a breakfast wrap guy, but I've switched it up now. So you I only am. get one option, one option. So or, I am. Or, or, on Chris's option, he I chose am. the menu. I am <laughs> a double sausage and egg McMuffin meal because you get the one hash brown. Then I'm ordering just a cup, depending on how hungry I am, just many more hash browns. Um, and, I've, and, and I've got to have sweet curry sauce as well. Um, and then like a tea or a coffee, just depending on what I'm feeling like, but usually a tea. Okay. That was a bit weird with a sweet sauce. What sauce? The sweet curry sauce? Yeah. yeah sweet curry. Yeah. Okay. So try sweet curry with the, with the muffin. It tastes really nice. Really bizarre, but I'm going to try it for you. Uh, I get normally a sausage and egg McMuffin meal, mm. but because they've done this breakfast roll, I got it the other day. And it was really good. So if they continue to do that, I'll get a breakfast roll meal with brown sauce. Two hash browns, uh, one hash brown with a meal, extra hash brown. And if I'm still peckish, then uh, a bagel with jam is a good one or as many hash browns as I can consume. I, I have done on a night out once. We went to a McDonald's after a night out, me and a couple of my mates. And between two of us, we did. Eat, we were very drunk. It was literally five when it started. So I think it's coming out fresh. Between the two of us, we did do um, six double sausage and egg muffins and about 25 hash browns. And nice. your friend has recently died of what, heart attack or? Just, that sounds great. Just you he's, he's on a mobility scooter now. They see me rolling. So we've all got very good, but different breakfast orders from McDonald's. And now we're talking about the lunch slash dinner, whatever one you prefer. Chris, back to you. Okay, here we go. You want to go for the uh, large filio fish meal? Uh, then open up that bun. The what? Yeah, you were. <laughs> the what? Hold on, I knew, I knew this was. I knew. I knew this was called. This was called issues. I knew this was coming. Large filet fish meal, and then you open up the uh, with tartar sauce. You open up the bun. You put the chips in on top of the fish. Make it like add a layer oh, of chips to the sandwich. Make sure you have um, brown sauce on the side. Then you get the wrap of the day, which is one ninety nine. And then you get a large banana sure. milkshake. Sorry, you're not a salesman, mate. Just tell us what you fucking eat. That's it. So hang on, hang on. Did you say you have brown sauce on the side? Yes. Where'd you get brown sauce from? Barbecue sauce, Go not brown me? sauce. Barbecue sauce, sorry. <laughs> barbecue sauce. Barbecue, barbecue sauce. Barbecue because sauce. I'm like, hang on, when you go drive through, they definitely say, so, don't say, do you want any brown sauce? Sorry, he just, sorry, he just my, holds my, a bottle my, all the time. Sorry, my head was still in breakfast. Um, yeah, but that's that's it. He just saw the sauce. So, he was like, I don't know the name, but I can see the colour. <laughs> right, so Chris, you get a filet of fish meal. Yep. As it comes with the sauce and the cheese and shit. Yep. Yeah. You put the fries in the in the. Is that the all bun. the fries in the bun? No, just the, just enough for like one layer. One layer is all you need. And then you you have barbecue sauce on the side to consume the rest of the fries. Uh, yes, or potentially to like dip the burger in as well. The filet fish. Mm, yeah, I back that. Mm, I mm. wouldn't. I wouldn't have. 
thought you'd get, or anyone gets a fillet of fish. Couple. But the way you've said it, where you put the fries in the fillet of fish, the Chris Watson fillet special. Trust me. It's very interesting. And I might Trust try me. it next time. I don't know. Well, I'm going to make that meme later. <laughs> yeah. Pav, uh, uh, not Pav, Chris, what drink do you get though? A uh, large banana milkshake. Joe, what, I've, had, uh, I've had to stop milkshaking because those uh, paper straws because I got vexed once and threw a full milkshake outside of my car window. Wow. Okay. Pav, McDonald's. Yo, um, five chicken selects meal, large, because you get the two sauces um, with the sour cream and the smoky barbecue. It's got to be the smoky barbecue, not the normal barbecue, because I'm not getting fobbed off for that shit. Um <laughs> A large Diet Coke, no ice, because I want the full cup, not the bit with the ice in. Um, and then, depending on what they've got, if they've got mozzarella dippers, I'll order some of them, oh, yeah. or cheese bites. Mm. Mm. I'll have them always. Uh, and usually I'll just get like a, a Saver burger, uh, like the Saver menu burger, so I might get a double cheeseburger. Uh, or I'm really enjoying the mayo chicken with bacon recently. That's quite nice. good as well. Just any nice. one of them. Mayo chicken, banging. I, yeah, see, I flick between the classic Big Mac meal, mm. large fries, strawberry milkshake, if I want a milkshake. If not, then a Coke or a Fanta. You know, depends what I'm in the mood for. Some days you're feeling fruity and you want Fanta. Some days you just want classic Coke. Or the quarter pounder with cheese meal. And on the side, six chicken nuggets with an oh, yeah, array, yeah, yeah. With, with an array of barbecue sauce, sweet chili, uh, yeah. not sweet chili, barbecue, sweet curry, or sweet and sour. All right. Well, just to finish on this, because we will finish on this, um, I'm just going to throw this one statement out, and we'll pick this up next week. Oh God! McDonald's chicken nuggets are not as good as Burger King chicken nuggets. Let's leave it there. Okay. So. To wrap up the podcast today, thank you for listening about our <laughs> McDonald's breakfast and our McDonald's this dinner meal. This so weird. <laughs> uh, this is what podcasts are about. Uh, don't forget, please check out the Spotify playlist, No Drinks in the Booth. Artist and playlist of the same name. The YouTube playlist, check out all them videos. Our tracks of the week, I went with Camel Fat and Lows, which was easier. The track, Feed the Fire, SG Lewis featuring Lucky Days was Chris's. And Motive, Ariana Grande featuring Doja Cat was Pav's. Also, don't forget, hit us up on social media. Facebook, No Drinks in the Booth. Twitter, you guessed it, No Drinks in the Booth. And Instagram, No Drinks in the Booth. Uh, We reply mostly to the Instagram, but we are on all three. Make sure you uh, let us know what you think of the show and X, Y, and Z. And make sure you like, follow, subscribe, all the good stuff. Uh, That is it from me, uh, Chris and Pav. So we will see you next week. Stay safe during lockdown and peace. Peace. Bye.